from RTE News. Welcome to Core Values. I'm Carla O'Brien and after a year that has changed how we live, this is the show that takes a look at what we really value. I'll speak to people in Irish public life about what parts of their lives are now most important. When the dirt hits and you fall off your horse, you need someone to pick you up really. I mean, you can't do it on your own. There's no question about doing this on your own. My guest today is Michelin star chef Richard Corrigan. As well as three restaurants in central London, Richard is also the owner of the 150-acre estate Virginia Park Lodge in Cavan. The father of three is an author and three-time winner of the Great British Menu. How are you feeling today? How are you keeping? Yeah, very good, very good. We're open, so that's a very positive scenario, so very important, you know. That's brilliant, that's brilliant. Richard, what do you value today? So this can be very specific to today, the present moment. I think after one year, what I really value today is all the people who've stood with me uh, over the last year and uh, four months and who are still here standing beside me today, rebuilding the firm, rebuilding our restaurants in London, rebuilding Virginia Park Lodge with the same core we closed down with, and I'm so pleased and so happy that they're still around with me a year and four months later because so much has changed in our industry and our business and other people's businesses. So I just realised reopening our businesses with people who understand me, understand our businesses and are passionately in love with what to do. That is my core thank you today to everyone. Can you even put into words how the last 14 months have been? I think it genuinely has been a big roller coaster, you know, riding high in 2019. You know what I mean, really? I was out in front the whole time. I thought I was uh, top of the top of the tree, really, and the tree was cut down. And if it not just was a tree cut down, it probably fell on top of me as well. So to, re, to restart, to, to, to re, renew, rethink, uh, I've had a really good year. I, I'm going to be honest with you. My mind is fresh. I'm sharp. And I really focus into some of the things that we might have just cast aside slightly over the last decade. And we're renewing everything that is so, so dear to me that has put me where I am today. And we're just going to focus on them for the next decade. When you say you've rethought and you've thought over the past 10 years, what exactly have you been um, reevaluating? Well, you know, the amount of uh, effort and time and hours I've probably put into our business. Uh, you know, and which means less hours at home with your family and um, um, my wife, Maria. Uh, although we've reaped the benefits of success, we've hadn't necessarily enjoyed them. So, you know what I mean? Maybe it's time to start cutting some of the year out. I'm not saying a lot, maybe six weeks every year. I am now 58. I start cutting some weeks out and going off and enjoying ourselves. And uh, because, you know, the, the effort that we've put in, uh, to get this far has been absolutely monumental, but we need to enjoy some of it as well. I think that's the last year in particular. Cut some time out for yourself. No matter what, what you're doing, cut some time out regularly. What is your most valued possession? So this can be frivolous, can be fun, it can be inanimate. Honestly, it's a rescue dog we have at home. His name is Jasper. I got it from a, a charity in London, in North London, called Dogs For Us. Uh, it's 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 uh, it's a little uh, uh, King Charles Spaniel cross. It's absolutely Jasper has been a part of our family now for the last fourteen years. Uh, we all adore him, and he's getting to that age where we're all very very nervous. Uh, 
And every day, every day, basically, I give him a good tap and I give him a little bit of mature cheddar cheese, which he <laughs> loves, which my wife says I shouldn't be giving him. But at that age, you know what I mean? You shouldn't, you shouldn't, uh, you shouldn't uh, be mean. Do you think dogs bring a different energy to the house? Or how, do, how does Jasper impact on your life? I, well, I think when your children all get up and get growing up and they all go their own separate ways in life, you know what I mean? It's nice to have friends around that don't that that want nothing on the affection, and the dog that dog Jasper fills an awful lot of that that uh, book for us. That's for sure. Richard, what part of your life has lost value? Is there anything now that you realise, looking back in the year, actually that's a, that's worth a lot less to me now, given what we've been through? Uh, I I never had placed a lot of value in money anyway or things. Believe it or not, I love chasing the hair, but I not necessarily enjoy eating it. You know what I mean? I love mm. being busy. I love being successful. But it uh, just, uh, you know, money for the sake of money and, and it makes people sad. I'm not a collector of things. You know what I mean? Really, I'm not a car head. I'm not anything. I, I'd, I'd buy a secondhand car before I'd ever buy a new car. So I'm, I'm, I'm very frugal on things like that. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I just, you know, I, it's hard to say. I'm, I'm really happy. In, in, in all honesty, I'm really happy to be out the other side. I'm really happy the year is gone because it was a, it was a no year. There was nothing there. It was, it, was, it, was, it was always like the curtains of the play closed and we all went and done things. You know what I mean? I, I'm really happy I was involved with uh, Under One Sky in London, a charity that fed the homeless. Uh, that was really fulfilling. Uh, and I'm, I must say, I'm really glad I filled the year with that. And we planted two gardens in Virginia Park Lodge. We planted the wonderful winter garden and we planted a blueberry orchard and the whole place and, and, and loads of trees. So, you know, I'm, I'm really happy the work we've done there because I think if we didn't stop, we, we wouldn't have got it done. It had been another project to do another year, which we kept missing. So, you know, we've done a lot. But the last two and three years in particular, I just wanted to do a little bit more planting. And last year, my oh my, did we plant. We have done one hell of a lot of planting in Virginia. Good for you. Good for you. And that importance of, of respecting the land, that's always been a key part of, of your ethos, has it, Richard? Ah, oh, yeah. I'll be honest with you. I've, you know, I've, I come from a small, small farm, small farm holding. You know, we ate from the land, we, 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 we gathered, you know what I mean? We foraged for ourselves, you know. Uh, we, we raided other people's orchards, <laughs> you know what I mean, really. We were, we were wild, we were wild, to say the least. Mum made the bread, you know what I mean? So we ate beautifully fresh and simple. And uh, I don't think nothing has changed in my career. That's the way I cook still, you know what I mean, really. It's generous, uh, it's generous, it's fresh and it's wild. And we, we, don't, we don't cook farm fish. And uh, you know what I mean? We don't talk about it. We don't talk about organics, but my butter is handmade for me. We, we don't talk about it on the menu. I expect certain things to be the best of the best. And I really strive for that at every moment, at every hour of every day. That simplicity of what you're talking about, uh, you know, bread and butter. I've been reading about your talk about your kearney bread in the afternoon. And I mean, oh. that, that simplicity, really. How do you feel about well, that? I think warm, sweet curry bread and salty butter. Uh, I, I just, things were, things seemed so simple and then so fresh. I mean, you know, we, we went and, you know, and the evening supper time in the summertime was a salad from the garden, which we just went out and picked with our own tomatoes, scallions and onions uh, and whatever else we need. A nice potato salad, you know what I mean? It was all there, you know what I mean? And maybe a slice of cold boiled ham. 
I still think it's one of the greatest meals you can put on a plate, you know what I mean? Shared with good company, nice bread, good butter, something nice from the garden. It doesn't have to be meat or fish, it can be vegetarian. Uh, although I do really enjoy winding up vegetarians and I don't like anyone to be too <laughs> too serious about anything. I really don't like any church-like views in any in any part of society. And I think maybe, I don't know about you, but over the last year, the simple things really have taken on a whole new meaning. I, I, I've, when I reopened Bentley's, I realised when the customers came to the terrace for the first five weeks, we had just our terrace outside. And all the customers I talked to, normally you'd be just rushing somewhere and saying, hello, how are you? But this time, of course, there's nowhere to rush to. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? We, it was just Bentley's was just open. And talking to all the guests and, you know, realising why they're here. They're here for the really beautiful, simple things in life, which they really missed during lockdown. They what? weren't looking for a chef's philosophy. They weren't looking for 10 things in a place. They weren't looking for Denmark, Northern European. They were looking for beautiful things, cooked with passion and flair and warm bread, beautiful homemade butter and wonderful service. And I think we do that in spades. How did that feel, Richard? I mean, you've, you've spoken about hospitality and you're deemed to be one of the most you're, you're deemed to be Mr. Hospitality in London. I mean, the, you know, the word hospitality itself is bandied about. But when you come back to it, the meaning to be hospitable, what does that mean for you? Uh, I think you're either born with the, the, the I mean, you can the word, hus, ho, you know, hospitable and hospitality. I mean, it goes from your own home. You know what I mean? Really? I mean, my, my, my mother was a remarkable lady. If anyone ever knocked in her house looking for something, food, something to eat, my mother brought them in and fed them. And I don't think nothing has changed with me. And sometimes it's not necessary to take money. It's, it's a duty if you can afford it. I think if anyone knocks on your door and says they're hungry, you bring them in and feed them and look after them and send them out with a smile on their face and uh, maybe a hug as well, because there's a lot of people out there that need both. What for you, Richard, has retained its value? So something over the last year, an aspect of your life that, despite what has happened, has remained just as valuable for you? I think Maria, my wife, I'll be honest with you, of, of 29 years, uh, uh, who's work works with the NHS in London as a therapist. And she's been very busy, I'll be honest with you, when we're all close. And she was going to work every day or doing Zoom calls at the peak of the pandemic. And I, 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 I just felt she was an absolute rock. When, when all worlds were collapsing, she was a complete rock. When it was a, a very lava, flowy kind of world we were all living in. And we didn't know what was, what was happening tomorrow or the next week. And not only had we to, you know, government, uh, landlords, you know what I mean? We had so, so many, many, many battles to fight. I think Maria has just said the same uh, before, the same after, and she'll be the same tomorrow. And I think that was an incredible, st huge stability to have to have around. Oh wow, that's gorgeous! Did you did you learn more about her over the last year? Do you think? Uh, I I never spent as much time at home probably for the first six months. To be honest with you, I I, le I learned not to piss her off in any way. Anyway. Uh, it's strange, you know, you go out in the morning and you come back in the evening and say, hi, how are you? How's your day? Daddy, daddy, da. And then you're there every day. I know. <laughs> and it must be so strange for you, for somebody who oh, Jesus, like 21 I, mean, I, mean, I always looked at the fridge and say, where, 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 where,
where's the food? Where, how do you shop here? When you go shopping, why don't you buy more? You know what I mean, really? Uh, no, uh, uh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, no, you have to learn not to annoy each other, I'll be honest with you. Uh, that probably took a couple of months. And uh, probably there was more bottles of wine popped uh, when I'm at home than, than would be normal, you know what I mean? So, you know, it didn't have to be expensive. It could have been just house wine. I think sharing the table with the family every night as well during pandemic is, is something we've done. And it was something that we really looked forward to, dinner. Dinner was really dinner. And we made it a kind of a, a small feast to make it a celebration of just breathing and living still. And I think that was that was very, very special indeed because we were all, everyone tends to be Russian. We were all Russian somewhere. Russian, Russian, Russian. Always tired, always rushing, get on a plane, doing things. Do you think will that be something that you will let live on after this, that kind of ritual of, of taking the time out together? I think I think we'll take time out. There's no question about that. It won't it won't stop me pushing on because I have an inherent fire to always push on and do things and build things and get things done. And that, that's not going to change. You know what I mean? I think what is important now is my children are in the business. You know, uh, Richard, uh, my my eldest son is, is the operations director in the company. And it, it's not it's not because he doesn't deserve it. He he is the best at what he does. And believe it or not, I wouldn't give it to him if I thought he wasn't the best. It's as simple as that. There's no it's no nepotism in this household. You know what I mean? You're either good or you're not. And if you're not good, you shouldn't be in hospitality. He has a remarkable instinct to be the best of the best at his field. Jessica, my daughter, has her own PR company. She's in the restaurant world. And my son is in hotel school in Shannon. So what can I say? We're all we're all in it. We're all in it together and we're all in it for all the right reasons. And we want to be we want to be really good at what we do. I want them to feel that they own it, that it's theirs and to make it better. I've done my part, but I think they they can go on and give it their personality and their interpretation of the similar hospitality, but maybe even better. I mean, Richard, you have been you've been working hard since you were what? 12, 15, 17? Absolutely. I, mean, I was on a track. I was probably on a tractor turning hay at 12. 14 I mean, and a half I left the library. I went out working at Boy in the Cowan Arms. And at 17, I was up in Calvin Town in the, in the Calmer Hotel. And at probably 17, 18, I was, even that, what's it, 16, 17, 17 and a half, I think 18, I was in Amsterdam. I mean, that work ethic that you had from such a young age, you know, that really has stood to you, do you believe? Well, it's quite interesting, you know what I mean? I've got time to reflect and look back. And, you know, people talk about talent. Well, I've seen a lot of people with talent and didn't want to get out of bed in the morning. You know what I mean? You, mm. Talent is important. You need a flair. But you need to be able to bloody have an ethic of work. You have to be able to get up in the morning and stay up and work. And you set your goals and achieve things. I've always set goals for doing something every five years. If you look at my business track record, I always open something every five years. There's opportunities out there. And being a farmer's son, this is where people always uh, forget. Being, being coming from the land and coming from the farm, all farmers are opportunists. Well, what will we plant this year? You know what I mean? What cattle will I get? What will I keep? Will I store? Will I, will I sell? You know what I mean? And when you're brought up in, in the culture of that, you, you tend to be, you have, a natural, have a natural nose for business. It doesn't make you great. It doesn't make you a guru. But it does make you think, ah, I'd risk it for a biscuit. You know what I mean, really? And just when you're talking about opportunity, and I mean, a lot of people would say that out of this will come opportunity or out of other, maybe perhaps economic recessions, come opportunities. Mm, I think everyone needs to be very careful. I think uh, out of this, we can reflect on 
all those individuals and, and, and blue collar or white collar workers in banks and you know what I mean, who are defrauding their own employees and are defrauding the companies and the people who give them the money. Uh, lots of people with their own companies who don't pay their proper taxes. Out of this comes an, a different reflection that if you want to be a part of uh, somewhere, you should pay your way. And if those who can pay a little bit more, we should pay a little bit more. So taxes should go up. People should have good schools and good hospitals. There should be a decent police force in every country. There should be a welfare system that if people can't genuinely work for whatever health reason, they should be, they should be looked after by the state. There has to be a caring middle, middle ground where, where people care and people who are ambitious and hardworking and incredibly successful should pay that little bit more as well as the corporations and companies to make society a little fairer and better place to live in. Certainly where, where you're based in the, in the West End and other restaurants in, in the heart of London, I mean, you had some pretty strong views about landlords. Well, you know, I, I, I had when I was negotiating with them because I wanted to soften them up, I'll be honest with you. And I, I achieved that goal because I, I softened them up from the, the day we closed down, I was onto my landlords, I'll be honest with you. And I've, I've achieved that. Uh, Corrigan's Mayfair is a brand new lease. We have the same in Bentley's and we have the same in Daffodil Mulligan's and I owned uh, Virginia Park Lodge outright. So the fact of the matter is, you know what I mean, I, I, I shook the tree and I wanted to shake the tree because, uh, you know, when, I, when you send a landlord an email, it doesn't come back to you. I mean, I think that's absolutely the worst bad manners you can show any tenant in the world. And Ireland has a very, very uh, long history of bad landlords and I wasn't going to put up with any bad landlord dealing with me. So I shook the tree and I got what I wanted to get. And it doesn't mean you walk away scot-free. It means, yes, they want money, but, you know, they'll take time to get it off me. But at least we can, we can, we can pay them and slowly and, and bleed it in over a number of years. But, you know, it's best to get it out of the way early than dealing with them next year when things might have improved uh, for a little bit better. And they might be more merciless and say, go to the bank and borrow it. We don't care. What aspect of your life over the last year has actually gained in value? I think I'm a much better negotiator than I was even before. I was a tough negotiator before, but I think I'm, I'm, I'm slightly better, better, uh, better equipped, a bit more diplomatic, an inner strength that has held me well, good, great support with our team uh, from financial director around me, everyone, everyone, great support from the core team. And I just think, you know what I mean, just turn me loose on those landlords. And I, I think I've had a bit of fun as well. Uh, you know, you don't want to, you want to shake the tree. You don't want to cut it down. You've been through economic recessions in London and elsewhere. Yeah. How does what we've yeah. just been through compare? I think this is a different one because the governments in a lot of cases stepped in and stopped the economies crashing and, and propped up the workforce, really, uh, to a certain extent. I mean, we still paid quite a bit in the UK towards furlough. And which is all borrowed money one way or the other. So don't don't get me wrong, uh, but it was a it was a good system and it worked. And Ireland Ireland has been brilliant. I think Ireland has been Ireland as a country has has shown, I think really more and more that it's getting to be the mature island that it needed to get to. It's taken taken a many many decades, but Ireland is starting to show real maturity as a as a nation. And I, th I think we need to fix a few things like homelessness. We need to fix uh, these horrible places you put asylum seekers and all that. We need to be a much grown up place, welcome people in. We're a small country with a big heart and we should make it a, a big country with a big heart. Your work, Richard, with the Homeless and the Irish Youth Foundation, has that kind of responsibility um, to do more for others always been part of your life? 
Yeah, I always felt, I mean, I felt embarrassing about making money. I've always felt embarrassing about earning money. So I used to set myself a little uh, thing in my head. Whatever I earned, I'd try to earn on the outside for charity. It's a good creed to set yourself, you know what I mean? Whatever you give yourself, you'll earn the same for charity. I'm not saying I've done it every year, but I, I, went, I went pretty far in a lot of years. Well, certainly this year, I mean, when you, when you went to help the homeless, you, you didn't want to be sitting at home. No, 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 I didn't want to be sitting at home, I'll be honest with you. And, and what I saw in Soho Square shocked me to the core. Soho Square was full. Do you, I mean, that's hard to, hard to imagine. Soho Square was full of people, new homeless. The square was full. There was queues for instant porridge. I've never seen that in my 30 plus years in London. And some of them were well dressed, but the new homeless, because where the landlords had probably evicted them. Or, so that, that, that got me. That, that really got me. So no matter how, 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 how much you think how bad things were for you uh, with a bit of self-pity, you need to get, get a bit of cup on. Get off your arse and do something. And we did, and it was great. And the whole crew, the whole crew piled in behind me. Because, of course, we couldn't get credit from any of our suppliers. You ring up a supplier looking for kind of a thousand eggs that kind of laugh at you, basically. So I rang a company called Baxter Story. And in fairness to Baxter Story, they were fantastic. They, honestly, he said, what do you want, money or supplies or both? I said, I, I really want food. And we, I, I think it was really good. I'll be honest with you. There must be what, 14, 15 bikes came in here with water, fresh fruits, a wonderful hot, a hot sandwich, and a big bun, fluffy bun like a blah kind of kidney beans, spiced kidney beans, a wonderful organic egg, you know what I mean, from one of the finest egg producers in Britain. I mean, unbelievable. Sure. Uh, you know what I mean, really. I mean, you go to Waitrose and you see six eggs for four quid, and here I am with 6,000 of them over the summer. And, uh, you know, I just think it's brilliant. I really did. I really, I, you know, put a, it puts something into your soul. It puts a bit of goodwill. It spreads the goodwill around. I suppose kind of staying on that theme, what are you hardcore about so is there anything that you've grown even more passionate about given the experience of the past year i think I'm, i think if we're going to do this job and uh, i am i am going to be a bit boring now I, I i'm 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 insisting that we we get better at what we do i'm insisting that everyone sets themselves around me their own goals their own standards and live and work and live by them as well not to make money on on personnel who work for you pay them properly, move everything up a scale, move, move pay up, move rewards up, move everything up to a new level to make people who work in hospitality, make it a professional profession for people to come into, not just something you, 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 you do before you do another job. So let's move pay scales up. Let's, you want to go out for dinner, pay for it. Why should a waiter, a waiter or, or manager work for a minimum wage plus a tip just to look after his guests, you know what I mean? Is he not entitled to earn as much as you sitting in front of him? Standards, pay standards, HR standards. I want to be, I, I want to set this community of hospitality workers. I need, we need to move up the game. We need to be better. Is this something that, that has really crystallised for you during the pandemic or has Brexit helped you form this view as well? No, I think pandemic, I'll be honest with you, the Brexit lunacy, please. I've always done the London pay scale anyway, but we never moved it further. We, we, we need to get to a level where people feel I am so well rewarded for working in hospitality that I'm so happy to be working for you, Richard. That the, the food that we serve to our customers uh, we, we move the food standard up to the, for, for everyone working here, that everyone feels that 
that lunch for the team working here is fantastic. Not that it's something that the uh, dregs of, uh, you know, cheap bought in. We need to move hospitality into a real professional operation and stop talking about it, but do it. And come here, how are you, how are you going to do that? Tell me if you any. Well, we've done it. We've moved all our pay scales up accordingly. There's no one in our company earning more than 14, 15 pound an hour on the lowest level. We've moved it there and we'll move it further if we have to. And that's tips on top. So we want to move it to a completely game-changing level. I really do. Brexit might help that. The whole shortage of personnel might help that. For the first time, we'll have to say, no, if, you, if you know, we want to hold our great people, we want to hold our great people around us. You know, so many nice restaurants you go into, so lovely hotels in the country you walk into and staff around 10 quid an hour. Yeah, get, get lost, you know. Everyone needs to wake up. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really chimes with your passion for the quality of your produce you know you've spoken about how, how much you take from from ireland from the uk and, and how good the produce is i suppose that matches then with the staff and what, what how you yeah i have never i've never bargained with a supplier on if you if you're the best at what you do i pay you what you ask for you know if that's your price that's your price i'm determined now i'm at an age where i'm determined to really really mold what we have into a wonderful wonderful hospitality company and I think, you know, Richard, my son, is bright enough and intelligent enough to help me do that. And Jessica and Robbie behind me, it's, it's a fantastic. I think we can really, really make a difference. And I want to make a difference. I just don't want to talk about it and do a bit of PR about it. We're doing it. We're making it. We've started. You know, you can't just sit in your arse and go off to the Bahamas and just think of how well you've done and everyone around you on minimum pay. Let's get, let's get a life, yeah? Yeah. What has raised your core temperature? So what's got you really angry? It can be specifically related to the pandemic or more in general? I think we have a problem of homelessness in London. But when I see the homelessness around Ireland, and especially Dublin, over the last three years, my blood boils. Because we we are rich enough in Ireland to solve that very quickly. I'm done with people talking. Someone should just get things done. Outreach, uh, hostel accommodation for, for, the, for the mentally ill and the mentally insecure, uh, uh, the, the right therapist base for people. We have to help the most needy in society, not give them a tent to live along the banks of the Royal Canal. Richard, who over the last year has been your MVP, so your most valuable player or players? Uh, well, apart from my family, which I mentioned, Maria, I had the rock in the house. I think my financial director, Stephen Eastop, and my son, Richard, right around me, I think they have been really the most important thing that helped get the company uh, to a secure port. You know, otherwise we might have failed and sunk, especially in London, you know what I mean, where absolutely landlords are merciless. So I, I think getting the ship into harbour uh, was really, really important. And that's our company I'm talking about. And without uh, Stephen uh, dealing with, uh, you know, with with the banks, which, you know, I'm a bit hot-headed to deal with the bank. And, of course, you know, Stephen is fantastic. You know what I mean? He's a much more level-headed uh, financial guy. And my son, which is absolutely bright and charming. And bet- between the two of them and myself, uh, somewhere at the back, you know what I mean? Because you wouldn't want me to come in and meet people, you know, uh, with a full head of steam. Uh, I think they were brilliant, and I don't think I could have done it without them. What in them? What value in them did you did you appreciate the most? 
I think it wasn't just a one one thing. It was the combined support of everyone, and the knowledge, the knowledge, the real financial knowledge, of 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 just the juggling part, and then the other part would have been the just the 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 know how the 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 button the button pressing part the process part, and Stephen and Young Richard was fantastic at that. They really were, and that's why it's so important to to pay people well and look after everyone. Because when the dirt hits, you know, and then and and, and 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 you fall off your horse, you need you need someone to pick you up. Really, you can't do it on your own. There's no question about doing this on your own. It must make you really proud to see to see Richard in action, so to speak. Yeah, I, I absolutely, and Jessica as well, which is formidable, unbelievable. You know what I mean? Really, absolutely formidable. Born for the job, you know. I think any generation that has gone through this. Oh, I think it's been the it will do them the world of good. Mm. They were they were a selfish, mean millennial bunch. <laughs> really, they were they were privileged little sods. I have to tell you, they got a good kick in the arse, and they learned to give something back. It was about time, you know what I mean? Really, we'll make them much better human beings going forward. Richard, we're going to finish up on the final question. Yeah. So, Richard Corrigan, what is your core value? My core value is a. Uh, uh, generosity and kindness uh, they're my core values say it as it is you know generosity kindness and say it as it is brutally honest uh, I think generosity is, is 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 something that it costs nothing it's only money uh, it's only your time it's only your love uh, you know I think that's very very important I just give people give people a bit of time thank you so much how do you feel? It's like be dialing with a psychiatrist, <laughs> to be honest with you. Well, wing a psychiatrist in RTE. That could be a good good old thing on the side, which is, you know what I mean? Huh? A huge thank you to Richard for sharing his core values. And thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe, rate and review.